precious Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your people who have joined us. Thank you for the hearts that are working with desire and sincerity, the motivation and their earnestness. We thank you also that, that we're able to gather from ourselves, be able to share with our earthly families importantly as we learn about you and we be better able to account for our belief and our faith to others and also to stand before you to be able to express ourselves in terms of praise and adoration even better than we ever did before. So continue to bless us, teach us, guide us, correct us, and sustain us is our prayer in Jesus' name this night and also all the occasions that we call upon you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So we pray everybody is doing fine. And uh, I've been putting out on the email blast in a couple of days the scripture that we will share uh, for next week. And for the night, we'll be talking over the uh, Romans 10. And let me read from the 14th verse. How then will they fall upon him if they have not believed? And how will they believe in him about whom they have not heard? And how will they hear about him without one who preaches to them? And how will they preach unless they're sent? Just as it is written, how timely are the feet of those who preach? Good news of good things, but not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, The Lord who has believed all of us, consequently, great comes by hearing and hearing Right off the bat, we begin. One is that very, very, very powerful verse, verse number 17. Great come back hearing and hearing for the first of Christ. Lots of times where we, we talk about faith. Kind of disconnected from ministry in the sense that through our ministry, people are sharing our ministry. Powerful things happen to people uh, on them 
Word drives for them to gain faith and believe in uh, in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So we have to connect uh, people uh, learning hearing about uh, Christ to uh, people acquire faith in God. And then the second thing that I hear and before them understanding in, in the scriptures in hearing and listening. Uh, in hearing is, is more than listening uh, in this sense. You can you can listen but you don't have to believe. And the, the, the hearing is more connected to believing than it is connecting deliberately hearing or listening. So the thing is to uh, hear with with a believing ear, so to speak, if I may be without that there. Okay, so with that, I, I want to um, share a, a, a couple of things, and then we'll probably wrap it up again, uh, wrap it up with faith and with hearing. Um, there's no question about uh, whether people are called. But when we read this passage of scripture that we've been sharing for the last three sessions, um, don't restrict uh, being called just to preaching. Um, really think about it. It really goes more than this to any ministry or just simply being a Christian who witness Christian who witnesses to the cause of Christ. And that's where we started out the first the first time we showed this lesson. So don't think it's uh, it's not necessarily about me because you know, it's about future, you know, it's about you being a witness. Now, if you look at it biblically, uh, people are called for all kinds of things in the Bible, and not necessarily for them preachers. We may not necessarily recognize it that way, but it is. Uh, so, you know, whether you're Rahab or Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, there's a call on you. There's a role that you've been called to appropriate. And that's, 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 that's calling. There is, and I've thought about this over the years, uh, there's these whole narratives in the Bible, more than the whole in the New Testament, that are very, very interesting to call narrative uh, power patterns. And many people, if not everybody, go through it. I would think to some extent everybody goes through it to some degree. Uh, you know, all 
spectacular may happen, expectations, whether it's a burning or bush that is not being consumed by a fire, whether Lord literally, as Jeremiah was saying, when he selected you or called you or me before you were born, or technically that would happen to all of us in a sense. The other thing is whether Jeremiah or Moses or Jonah wanted your response. There's a typical response of reluctance. These are the factors that come up in it. So, you know, people go through that even if I speak to you tonight, people are going through that, uh, that type of thing. And sometimes it goes on for years. As a matter of fact, in the case of Isaiah, it's a great example. In chapter 6, it's the corner group of Isaiah, because sometimes when we fall, there is another factor that comes down here in this, in this whole section here, uh, is that many are called, you know the phrase, but, uh, or chosen, but not everyone is sent. It's not, uh, uh, verse 50, that's indicated there. And how were they preached? How were they ministered? Most of us, that's that substitute for the word minister, the ministry there, probably better. Uh, how would they minister unless they're sent? Well, uh, as I said before, Isaiah is a great example. Uh, in fact, one of the big things about uh, God giving you an assignment falls or in a sense, all of us are poor, or all of us have some kind of ministry, because we're all witnesses. We're all under the Great Commission, we're all witnesses to spread the good news. But sometimes, you know, we, we, we know this, this is very strong on us, and we respond. And if you think about being sent as, a, as your assignment, uh, so Jonah, he, he didn't mind being called, he just have some reservation as to what he was supposed to do or how he was supposed to do it. Uh, yeah, Moses, and that's another part of the call narrative because it's all the question, all this question, but, but it's not necessarily what you may think, or what you may want, or you may see, what you may think you're capable of, what you think, or you think you might make a difference, or something like that. There's always some type of objections, and so and so forth, and so on. And misguidance too. And I, I, I you know, there's a, a good, good example for, for me and a whole lot of folks. As I said before, Isaiah, is Isaiah. Isaiah was born, a question about it, came from what we search and 
believe that family people who who serve both Michael relatives who were in the prison and so forth uh, had good connection to the aristocrats to the noble people had good connection and was doing an excellent job and the preach. And then comes chapter 6. And if I paraphrase it, found out in Isaiah, you're doing a great job. But that's not your assignment. Woe unto me, wretched me. Oh, hot cold on my lips. I've been talking primarily to the round And God is sovereign. And whatever it is I do must conform to his will. That is royalty, his reign. Build the temple to know this is not what your assignment is, I bet. Not some cozy ministry, someplace in a prospering temple at the time. And that is not is that there's someone else has been called for that? Many people probably called for the you Isaiah. You were called for something else. Oh yeah. Oh boy. With my assignment. There is a distinction. Many are called. What is your assignment? What is God sending or asking you to do, or me to do, or anybody? Is it what we think it is? Isaiah says, All right, here I am. Send me. Many don't want to, but I will. Here I am. Well, 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 we can go to all the stuff that the Jeremiah lies in, and let me show you. There are no horses that we will call themselves when we can go through all of that and then realize what our assignment really is. You can say, we can say, I can say, all right, God, here I am, stand me. That's a humbling 
the lowest frequency. My body should have the highest cell movement in our capital. Moving, moving in the world. Landing great trembling consternation over Jeremiah. Can't be, can't be. Folk are going to kill me. They are terrorizing me. Oh, there you are, Jeremiah. That's what I have spent you. Because I have great plans for you. It's reasonable disturbance, but I can't see your plans. You are children, children, and here when I'm sending you, this is your assignment. But I saw all kinds of signs and all kinds of things told me, and people told me that, and I dreamt this and that. years to be a shepherd and about to lead your people out of it. That's the shepherd in that I really call him. Yes, Jeremiah, I'll throw you down on a pick or you will be asked to be taken over for your safety. That's what I call you to. That is your son. Because how are people going to believe if you have not responded, responded to your assignment? Because faith that's how they hear you. That's how they hear you, Moses, when you go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go because I empower you to let Pharaoh see my power through you. And Jeremiah, with all your anguish and all your consternation, all your griping and all your complaining, they'll see you suffering vicariously as the people. That's how they hear. And that's how they get faith in what you're going to do for me. I said Who is going to believe what we're saying? I just said, 
They said that's the same guy that had that close of ministry in the temple. Now he's telling us that we have to respond to the needs of the moment. Don't pardon and the outcast and marginalized. Uh, oh, they'll believe all right. Because they'll now hear you. Not your flooring articulate promulgation from behind some pulpit in a well-adorned and decorated temple. No, they'll see you the servant of people where they are in their needs. And that's all they'll hear. And hear the word about Amen. And thank you so much for these three Thursdays of this year. This thing that wonderful thing in passing that Paul shared with the world. He really needed to hear it. They could believe it. So, is there anyone who wants to add some, give some input tonight? I sure could use some input, you know, somebody. Is there anyone? 